Let the tales begin. Your wish is my command. <laughs> Spanning the globe, this is the Blockade Podcast. Joining us today is Jared Morgs. Hello, everyone. I'm eating toast. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Strong. Happy New Year! The treasure is now before you. A gift from me to you. Ooh, you're powerful. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. And yes, Happy New Year indeed. Uh, I trust everybody had a wonderful holiday. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty wonderful. So, Jared, I have to ask, since uh, you're in the midst of summer, which is about the you know complete opposite of what people think of as Christmas... Um, does it uh, does it make your enjoyment of holiday movies and the such seem rather odd when you know you see tons of snow and people all bundled up and you're sweating your butt off? Well, yeah, I think we just have to live vicariously through like the the northern hemisphere folks and sort of think cold thoughts when we watch the movies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> have your snow globe going off to the side there. That's right. Turn the air conditioning down really, really cold. You know, have um, hot chocolates and, sorry, hot cocoa and, um, you know, um, mulled wine and all those sort of nice things you can have when it's freezing cold outside. There you go. Do do people, uh, because out here, um, people get uh, their Christmas trees flocked, which is where they put the fake snow on. Uh, Do you guys put the uh, fake snow on your Christmas trees out there? We, well, no, normally we've got, um, <laughs> we, we, I know that, that one of the, uh, you guys often have like real pine trees or spruce trees um, yes. and you actually put them inside. Well, because of the climate here, we really don't have access to that really. You can get what? them. Like they're, you, yeah, who would have thought, right? I, so I could have can... sworn I saw tons of pine trees in every movie that's ever been set in Australia. Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, we... We have actually seen uh, down the the Gold Coast, which is one of our main. You, most people know where the Gold Coast is um, in Australia. It's like the tourist yeah. capital of of um, Australia. Well, down the Gold Coast, some some of the the council down there has done something pretty cool. We do have pine trees, but we don't have pine trees to the scale that you can just go and get one, right? Um, like you would a Festivus pole, for example. Yes. Um, so um, we. Uh, the the council down in the Gold Coast have done something pretty cool. They've actually decorated the pine tree like a massive Christmas tree. They put a big sort of light up on the top of the uh, the tree for the star, and then they've actually put lights all the way around the um, each of the branches and tinsel and everything. So it looks like this massive natural Christmas tree. It looks really cool. Um, but generally speaking, most of us just have plastic trees, and um, we um, very realistic looking plastic trees. But um, yeah. It's just easier. They don't shed, and because they, you know, imagine them in the heat here in a pot. <laughs> you'd have no no needles left on them by day two. It's okay. We've we've gone the uh, the plastic tree route uh, to quite a few years ago. It was um, first year me and my wife ever got a, a tree. The you know we paid maybe twenty five bucks or so for the tree, and then the next year it was about the same, and then the next year I don't know what the heck happened, but uh, the price of the tree just skyrocketed. So we kind of like, oh, that kind of sucks. Well, then we moved into yeah. our house, and we have a vaulted ceiling in the living room where we would put the tree. And so a little five-foot tree <laughs> looked just sad. And so it was like, okay, we need to get a six-foot-plus tree. And then it was going to be like 80 bucks or so. 
So we were just like, you know what? Why don't we just get a giant uh, plastic tree that can last year after year, and it'll be paid off after about three uses. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, pretty much yeah. That that's yeah. what we've we've done too. We've got um, we're lucky enough to have a a house that has pretty high ceilings, so we um we've got a pretty big tree as well and it's sort of just <laughs> we actually got it when we were in an apartment and the thing we couldn't even put the star on the tree because it was just too tall yeah <laughs> it was touching the ceiling in an apartment so yeah it's sort of we, we bought it future proofing the tree because it was yeah they're not cheap the a good quality tree is not is not cheap so you've got to sort of think to the future how you might use it and yeah it's a good tree believe it or not i used to work on a christmas tree farm when i lived in michigan back in the day and uh, a lot of the Christmas trees, like we would, we would uh, harvest the trees, you know, in early December, actually right after Thanksgiving, and then we would load the trucks up and then go down to like Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, all around the Midwest, really, and then sell the trees in those cities. So if if you live in any of those cities, well, your tree might have come from uh, the farm I worked at. So it's a little tidbit for you. It's Jeffy Jeff Jeff's. Um... <laughs> Tree farms. I didn't actually own the farm, but I worked there. And actually, yeah, we call it your farm. For, yeah, for the purposes I'll, of the I'll podcast, take, it's your farm. I'll take claim of it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, <laughs> just one of my no. many enterprises in my, you know, syndicate. I can see it now. <laughs> I can see it now, Jeff. All the trees just free roaming around the paddocks there and grazing on, on the nice grasses. And oh, free roam trees are the best. Free roam, free roam trees, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a big business in Michigan, you know, just with... There's really not... Uh, whole lot else going on up in northern Michigan besides you know deer hunting and Christmas tree farming so so in case in case you're uh, checking your your uh, listening device and going oh, what the hell is this is this not the blockade um, this is the blockade uh, it, it's the holiday version you know what can we say it's... we 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 skipped all of December for a podcast and we thought the last thing in the world they want to hear is anything pinball related let's cut Christmas trees that's right <laughs> it's 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 the um, festivist edition of of yes. Blockade podcast. Yes, wait until we start the uh, the airing of grievances, and I think we'll give Jeff sixty seconds on that too. Um, <laughs> and feats of strength, although I don't know how that's going to translate through the uh, podcast. <laughs> Virtual feats of strength. Virtual feats of strength. Yes. My rage might be on vacation too, though, so I don't know. Oh no, <laughs> that's that. But that was so popular. Um, <laughs> And it worked so well last podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was such a such a success. <laughs> boys will be boys. This amuses me. That's wonderful. And uh, hey, while while we're uh, while we're breaking the momentum here, just to let you know, our friends over at Wizard Amusement, uh, go check them out. Get yourself a uh, rod, uh, custom shooter rod pull. If you were signed up on our Twitter you would have seen what our winner won, which was, uh, he picked, uh, uh, was it Nightcrawler from X-Men? I think that's, uh... Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's it the pretty cool either way. It, it, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, uh, he, he says that we will be able to run a contest again, uh, just let him know, so we'll let you guys know, but, um, uh, apparently I won't be doing it over Twitter since nobody likes that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how we're going to run it next time. We might have to just, you know, do it through the forum or something. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, but, you know, but, if if you're feeling randy, that's uh, just look us up at Blockade uh, or at Shut Your Traps or at Jared Morgs. Those are our Twitter handles, and uh, we do respond. So there you go. Yeah, we do. 
That brings yeah. up another interesting thing, though. Uh, last time we debuted our logo, and we got some uh, good positive feedback on that, and then, of course, uh, people got wind of the idea of T-shirts. Now, if you people really, really want T-shirts, you need to let us know. You need to hound us, and you need to let us know what the, uh, what the breaking point of cost would be, because... Um, Obviously, it would cost depends on how many people would want the things, and uh, you know I'll start looking into it and see what it would uh, would go for. But uh, so what I, I know that um, uh, Chris, some of the other podcasts have looked into doing t-shirts, and yeah. they've they've openly admitted that there's not much money in t-shirts. We wouldn't be doing it for a money making. No, exercise, I would want I to. I, we would need to be at least breaking even, though. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to like. Yeah, I'm not going so, into the hole for this. It would have, be strictly a matter of if you want to show your support and you want a T-shirt and we could come out of it clean, then we'd go forward with it. Haven't you guys ever cool heard day. of like the uh, cafe press and stuff like that, where you don't actually have to order any; they just make them as the orders come in. Yeah, and then you. I, just, I was. Yeah, I was going to yeah. mention uh, cafe press. <laughs> yeah, it actually works pretty well. Those guys. Yeah, that model works really well, like a print-on-demand type of thing. I wouldn't use Cafe Press, though. It's uh, I've, I've heard a number of reports, first-hand reports from me, because I've got some stuff from them about, well, albeit about two or three years ago now, um, and the they're just not good quality. We wouldn't oh, want really? to inflict that on our readers. No, definitely not good quality. And the latest round of stuff that one of like some of my geek friends at Red Hat got was also of dubious quality as well. Oh, so that's the, good to know. The, the print... Yeah, the print rubs off them and stuff like that. They're just not really great. So I that's think why there they're are other so services cheap. Out there. Well, that's right. That's why they are so cheap. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there are other services out there which we, we which we'd need to investigate, and I think probably price would have some bearing on that. I think yeah, you know, when it comes to apparel and that sort of thing, though, I I sort of think it's better to pay a bit more money and then have the product last longer. So I've got sure. some. So you know, like that's that's my thought. You, you're buying yeah. a shirt; it's not something you throw away. Like it's something you want to wear a fair bit. So, I think if the cost is a little bit higher than what it normally would be, then that's probably okay for a one-off. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. You get what you pay for, you know. Yeah, it's, it's funny because really I think about some of the uh, some of the t-shirts that I have in my closet, and I realize how long ago I actually got them, <laughs> <laughs> and I go. Wow, you know, some of these things actually last a good long time. It's amazing. Yeah, they do. And I've got some shirts that I've just worn to death. A lot of these, the geek shirts, I've got them from ThinkGeek, like uh, coffee yeah. related shirts and stuff like that, that I just flog to death because I always need coffee. And <laughs> got this really cool <laughs> shirt. It was an awesome shirt. It's uh, one that I, I wish I had another one of. It's, that, it's my favorite shirt where it's got a, um, because I'm a technical writer in my day job, it's a, it's a, a, a picture shirt and it's got a coffee uh, a disposable coffee cup with like a red empty line in it and then a warning sign and then a little arrow to like um, a, a little coffee like a, a drip filter coffee pot and then the the arrow goes over to the right and it has like a um, an exclamation mark or like a power bolt like a thunderbolt sort of thing saying power up when you fill up the coffee cup <laughs> it's very cool it's it's very geeky and it's very cool and I like it a lot. I want another one of those. Hand hand. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, I did well on Christmas. I am pretty happy with the the loot. How'd you guys go? Well, I was uh, I was in Aust- or not I'm in Australia. I'm thinking you in Australia. No, I was not in Australia. I was in New Orleans and uh, and. Uh, 
pretty much right up until I think I got home on like the 18th or something like that. And so my wife and I kind of said, you know what, let's not worry about us. We can worry about us after Christmas and uh, and uh, just worry about the the kid. But she did get me a T-shirt that has every uh, controller, pretty much that uh, you know, picture of every controller from all the systems all the way back to you know Atari. And oh, uh, at the bottom of it, and at the bottom of it says "Control Freak." So I kind of like uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool shirt. Yeah, she was I'm, she was showing me I'm, a whole bunch of T-shirts from I'm not sure which website, but uh, you know that she was look that uh, she was looking at, and uh, one of them that I I just maybe crack up. It was a picture of Han Solo holding a guitar, and uh, and you know just, below it, it just said Solo. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty rad. <laughs> and then the, uh, there was another one that looked like the Jurassic Park logo, but it was uh, an alien, and it just said LV-426, and I thought that was pretty rad, too. <laughs> so. I did pretty well. I did get some shirts as well, and um, I got one of the, the vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirts, like the old, the good cartoon series back <laughs> in the early 90s. Not the current the, iteration them. that doesn't look anything like a yeah, new Well, Ninja yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so I got one of those, which is pretty sweet. And I also got a sort of like a neon wire form of SpongeBob SquarePants, which I'm sure I'll be able to rock <laughs> as well. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It doesn't look like, you know, your normal SpongeBob shirt with, you know, the, the lurid yellow sponge on it. It's just like this neon sort of thing. It looks pretty cool. Maybe I have to take some pictures and put them up on the Twitters there so people can see. Mm. But yeah, that's good. I, on the apparel side of things, that's what I got. But uh, El Jefe, uh, how did you uh, make out? I did pretty well. Um, if you remember last year, I was pretty pretty stoked <laughs> to get a, uh, a. Oh, you got a, a membership, didn't you? Well, I got that. But uh, the the main thing I got uh, for my wife was a uh, new board game. Uh, it was a, a pirate themed board game. Okay. And I was I just love pirates and I love board games, so it was like the. The perfect mix for me, but this year we kind of continued the tradition of of a board game, and I got a new one called Galaxy Trucker, which is a sci-fi themed one. And okay. uh, Galaxy yeah, Trucker, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's really fun, man. It's unlike any other game that I've ever played. I'll give you the basic premise real quick. It's just like you start out with this little grid in front of you that has all these little squares. Each player has this, and then there's like all these tiles in the middle that are face down, just this big pile of tiles are just randomized and you start the timers it's just like a like a yahtzee or a scrabble timer or whatever you know with the little sand ticking down or whatever and then each player has to grab a tile and these are parts of your spaceship that you're actually building in front of you on this grid and so you take mm. like different pieces like one will be like an engine one will be like a rocket launcher or a laser or like a cargo because hold. that's what truckers need yeah, yeah. The whole point of the game is to build your ship and then, and then take it out into the galaxy on these adventures, and then whoever comes back in one piece, you know, with their you go through meteor showers and smugglers try to raid your ship, or uh, it kind of sounds like fast space than light, in a way. Yeah, it's, it it almost has kind of a um, a Firefly feel to it too. I don't know if you've ever uh -huh. seen that that show. It's got well, kind show. of a kind of a good sense of humor, and it's you know pretty lighthearted. But uh, yeah, it's 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 real good fun, man. It's uh like I said, it's really unique. It's it's one of a kind, and there's actually a uh, a mobile version of it too that's really fun, too that I tried. Yeah, so. I saw. I'm actually having a look at um, I had a look on um, boardgamegeek.com, and um, I'm having a look at the the images of the 
the the board game. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's very well regarded too among the uh, board game geeks. So it's it's a really high, highly recommended game. But yeah, it's just real. It's a it's a blast to play. Like we we were just gonna play one quick uh, rundown of it on Christmas, and then we ended up like, man, this is so fun. We ended up playing it like three or four times. So <laughs> my wife wanted revenge on me too because last time we played, I just kind of because at first you're like, oh man, this is like building your ship in time. It's really tricky, you know. You ended up like having this you know kind of lopsided looking ship with all these weird pieces and then by the time you get good at it you can kind of get like a pretty decent ship but uh yeah it's 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 a blast man oh wow okay so on android you can get it for two dollars 99 um until january the third i'm happy oh, to really? the galaxy trucker get on the galaxy trucker.com website um yeah that's a good no, deal because uh, i think it's like eight bucks on uh ios not yeah, that it this is. podcast will be out by then, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> we'll have to, we, like... We, we, a... we purposely are saying Happy New Year, even though it's before the New Year, uh, just because. Uh, <laughs> because they know me so well, and I know myself so well. I think what we, we sort of... What we do is we tend to run on a um, an unofficial fast site release cadence, so we start that we actually do the... <laughs> The, uh, the the recording first, and then we well, like, see, you know, it's, let, the, let it's the start of a new year, and so therefore this podcast will be at the beginning of the month, you know, more or less, and or less. Uh, and then it just kind of slides gently until by the end of the year you get your podcast at the end of the month, and we have to skip December altogether. I mean, you know, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a leap month. I, I don't see why it's so hard to follow when our what our release schedule is. I mean, come on, no. makes no, perfect sense to me. Exactly right. So yeah, I uh, so. I was I was handed a note to the uh, site that um, I was looking at was bustedtees.com. Busted tees. All right. Busted cool. Tees. Yeah. It looked very much like Think Geek though in terms of the kind of T-shirts that they they carry. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I like sites like that. And I find that generally speaking, if you're buying shirts from like from a foreigner's perspective, the the U.S. sites are actually really good. Like you guys got really good quality apparel over there. We don't. We got yet. good cotton. Yeah, we yeah. A lot of your clothes are made in Mexico. Um, it seems. they got good cotton too. <laughs> they do have good. They have good cotton. Yeah, but it's like here we get clothes made in China. That's our main sort of um, uh, port where our clothes come from. And unless you're buying decent quality stuff, it's it's crap. Our clothes yeah. are crap. Their cotton's not so good. <laughs> no, their cotton. No, is not really. Good. Whenever really whenever is. I look up, uh, you know, to buy. Um, Cloth that is uh, safe for rubbing on a lens or whatever. It's always yeah. avoid at all cost anything from China. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey guys, speaking of um, board games, uh, yeah, Hearthstone has been released on Android now. Uh, for those who um, are following it, and I have to we say, we were taunting it, well, taunting it your way last time, and uh, now you've been yeah. able to play it. Yeah, and I've got to say, I agree with you totally. The onboarding experience in that game is just amazing. Yes. It's so well done. And they actually had, uh, on a couple of the um, the Android um, Google Plus pages that I follow, where they follow news and stuff like that, they actually called out Hearthstone as the model that developers should be using for IAP and balanced IAP. Because there's IAP and then there's balanced IAP. Yes, and uh, the in-app purchasing model of Hearthstone is is really nice. Like, 
I've I've started to get okay at it, and that means I've had some wins. Sometimes <laughs> I like the wins <laughs> where you start a game and then they, someone just drops out and 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 <laughs> free wins, free wins. I, I like to think that they were intimidated by the you know all four cards that I'd laid down and realized that <laughs> scared you know, was, them away. Just, yeah, I scared them away with my you know massive prowess of of you know a two hit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just realize, oh, they probably their connection probably timed out. <laughs> it's instant yeah. disqualification. Oh, hey, yeah, a win's a win. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it too. But yeah, I'm having fun with it. I'm finding I'm playing it a fair bit, just because it's it's an interesting. I've never really played um, sort of Magic the Gathering style card yeah. games like that before, and it's something different. Um, I've got to be honest, really haven't touched. Um, pinball much in December at all, so it's more the Hearthstone Cade um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> podcast. Really, it's not really the, uh, the the pinball side of things that much. Although, I on the subject of pinball, um, uh, Color Monkey have uh, released their new pinball collection to iOS now. So they've got a um, a two table pack with the uh, Revenge of the Robobot. Um, two table and um, a Mexican theme table in there as well. So that should be out. Um, actually, no, they're holding it. They're holding it back for um, release until the new year because of just the amount of apps in the App Store on uh, Apple at the moment. So yeah, it will. Sorry, it will be coming out. It's not quite out yet, but um, I had some trouble with the version one app on um, uh, Android. And um, I was invited to a beta test channel to do that, so I have to do that sometime today for the guys to see if they've fixed the issue. Seems to be only affecting Nexus 9 and Shield Tab devices, which both use the K1 processor. So my my beta testing knowledge would suggest that it's got something to do with the OpenGL shaders that those two tablets use, because they've got some new shiny ones, so they're compatible with PC game streaming stuff, and I reckon that's what's causing the problem with the with the game. So I'll check that out and help them out do some testing on that and get it working hopefully because it's a cool table it's a good standalone table Robobot on Android yeah I've been playing uh, well my, my boy currently is obsessed with uh, Plants vs. Zombies and mm. that would be uh, both on the mobile the mobile version and then he's playing Garden Warfare on the PS3 and mm. uh, so I've been watching him do that and so I have Plants vs. Zombies in Zen and that table made zero sense to me when I tried playing it. So I, I booted it up, started playing with it, and it was like, oh, now I kind of understand what the heck is going on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of, unless you know, like, what it's all about, it would. I don't think the table, I would love to actually have a go at that table, but they haven't, I think they're having some licensing issues or something getting it to um, mobile platforms. So we haven't seen it yet. Oh, on the, one of the, for, for Android? For Android and iOS, I don't think it's on iOS either. So. Um, oh yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, because I'm playing it on Steam, so I don't know if it. Uh, yeah. I know because I know it's on PS3. Um, mm. That's when I I first played it and I couldn't make heads or tails of it, and then I got it on Zen and I was playing it, and again, yeah, I. I'll do a side note here. I know that uh, uh, you know. 
people have love hate relationships with Zen. I um, I don't love them. I don't hate them. I think they're you know they can be fun some of their tables and some of their tables can be outright frustrating. But I do know one of my complaints that has always been with them is they don't give clear instruction as to what to do. <laughs> Things just kind of blink uh. and flash, and there's no real sense of how to progress in a table. But what I have found, and I discovered this with the Marvel tables, was if I was somewhat familiar with the story that they were trying to portray, then I was able to actually advance farther in the game. So I don't know if that's just me or if other people have experienced that, but uh, I can attest that once I saw my boy playing Plants vs. Zombies, my score on the actual pinball table in Zen went up. So, <laughs> Did we lose Jared? Are you guys still there? I'm still here. Might have lost the Mr. Morgan. Oh, no. We're experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> Please stand by. Dun, 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Maybe I'll just try calling both of you back. It still yeah, shows, calls back, call shows back. them online. All right, cool. Spanning the globe. This ocean. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Again. Remember everything you said and say it again. <laughs> yeah. Start from scratch. Um, hope you uh, have a good memory. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were in it for 20 minutes. There we go. So in case uh, somebody's sentence just got cut off there, we had a little uh, technical difficulty, and we are we are back. Jared, we were talking Hearthstone. Did you have more to contribute? Uh, y- well... No, not really. <laughs> okay, next topic. Continue. <laughs> or was that word you used? Continue. It sounded like a combination of continue and contribute. <laughs> that was contribute. Cool. Continue. Continue. Yeah. Is that a real word? word. It is now. Of, of our twelve hash, uh, of our twelve uh, uh, Twitter followers, let's uh, let's get that trending. <laughs> <laughs> contribute. 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 <laughs> so uh, I do this every year. And I thought, what the hell, might as well, because this is the New Year, uh, New Year podcast, and I've never done it on a podcast because you know it was brand spanking new last year. Um, I like to do my list of uh, the best and worst movies that I've seen in 2014. Now that does not mean that these movies came out in 2014; it just means I saw them for the first time in 2014. So, with that in mind, you guys may uh, contribute uh, and throw in. Commentary as will, but we'll start with uh, these movies that I liked the best of 2014. Or at least that's what I saw them in. Have I beaten that down with Pulp yet? You know, do, do you guys get where I'm coming from, right? It's clear, correct? Yeah. Couldn't be any okay. clearer yeah. if you hit us upside the head with a 2 by 4 Okay, because I just want to make sure that everybody knows it's movies that I saw. Uh, but, okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So in no particular order, here's the flicks that I liked. Uh, let's start off with Her, which was that uh, Spike Jones flick with uh, ah. Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with his phone. Who is uh, uh, Scarlet, right? Scarlet yes, with Scarlet. And you know, it wasn't as, uh, as weird as I thought it would be, and that's just kind of uh, the world that they created with it. It just kind of was accepted and he wasn't the first one that had fallen in love with his phone or his operating system and it, you know nobody batted an eye about it so it was kind of uh, kind of strange on that front but I thought it was a very interesting movie um, yeah. and it almost seemed believable to a sense like this exactly. is something that could actually happen in the future you know? I know huh um, scary but true the sequel to my favorite movie of last year The Raid 2 that movie oh uh, baby now we're oh, talking man. that flick 
Whereas the raid was just nonstop action, this one decided to throw in story. <laughs> and with <laughs> story, it went for like Godfather level of intrigue and uh, and what's not, as well as having a good, healthy amount of uh, ass kicking going on too. Um, so I highly recommend that movie, but it is a different beast. So don't go in expecting, because uh, I think that actually diminished my enjoyment the first time I watched it, because I was so expecting to see just more of the same, and the uh, the actual story threw me off. I was like, wait a second, I have to pay attention. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't mindless violence. Exactly, and, and it wasn't until the second time that I watched it that I was like, okay, this is genius. So, um, X Men: Days of Future Past. Oh, that was I actually really enjoyed that, especially yeah. since it corrected all the wrongs of uh, X Men: The Last Stand. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I would say kind of squeaked onto this list, because um, I enjoyed it, but not nearly as much as everybody else. But I do think that it was a very solid movie. Um, it reminded me a lot of Fifth Element in terms of that kind of sci-fi, which I totally dig. And uh, yeah. That's there. Um, Gone Girl, which is just a jacked-up movie, and I liked it. <laughs> um, Haven't seen it yet. That's one of those that, uh, yeah, just go into it knowing as little as you possibly can, and you'll thoroughly, uh, thoroughly be surprised, and uh, you know, it makes it more of a fun roller coaster to uh, to be on in terms of the emotional journeys that uh, they take the characters and the audience on. So. Do we, lose, that? do we lose Jared again? Or? I don't no, know. I'm here. Okay. He's there. I'm He's here. There. I just don't have much to contribute. Because <laughs> <laughs> these are movies. Jared doesn't get to go to the movies. Um, no, we don't get much at all. Yeah. Uh, Birdman, which is uh, Michael Keaton being the former star of Birdman, a la Batman, and trying to reclaim his glory. It's fantastic flick. Um, the best part, well, I shouldn't say the best part, but one of the really awesome things that they do in this movie is they try and make it look like the camera never cuts. Hmm. So oh. it is... Uh, now, you can you can tell where the cuts actually were. Like, all of a sudden, you know, a door will open, and anytime you do a sweep like that, you can edit that really easily um, with a cut. But uh, it would it's never cut in the middle of a scene. So the entire scene will play out uh, just with the camera floating around the actors, and sometimes they use mirrors a lot, so that you can get both reactions of the actors at the same time. And um, it's very, very clever, clever movie how they do that. Yeah. Sounds uh, cool. Yep, it is. Uh, John Wick, which was uh, Keanu busting heads. No, I would basically say that John Wick was what I expected the Raid Two to be. <laughs> oh man, I got to see this. So yeah, it's. And and my my absolute favorite part about that is, you could be a drinking game, but you'd be thoroughly sloppily drunk really fast. Um, I don't believe there's a single person he doesn't kill without shooting him in the head. <laughs> to the point that there's even one guy where he shoots, the guy goes down. He takes care of a couple of other bad guys, comes back to him, and shoots him in the head. You know, <laughs> got the head. Yeah, they did. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I also really like this movie called The Way Way Back. Oh yeah, which, that was a good movie. Which was a uh, uh, Steve Carroll and uh, the, the water park movie, right? Yeah, it took place at a water park over the summer, and uh, this kid basically doesn't like the uh, Steve Carroll, who's going to be his stepdad 
more or less. Yeah, he's a real douchebag in that movie. Yeah, and uh, so he goes and finds uh, solace at this uh, water park, and Sam Rockwell is a... Uh, I don't know. He's, I guess he's the owner of the water park. He's kind of a man child. Yeah, he's but, funny. Uh, kind of takes the kid under his wing. And uh, considering I worked at a water park when I was in high school, it was a nice nostalgia trip. And um, I just I just thought it was really really well done and quite interesting. And you know, it wasn't sap saccharine sweet or anything. Um, but it on the same hand, it does kind of make you feel good. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. I I, en- I enjoyed it. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which was uh, hmm. Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt in mech warrior outfits shooting the bejesus out of aliens. It's basically over, yeah, I enjoyed as that as they died. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. sort of like I, ground, I Groundhog Day as a sci-fi theme. I, I, exactly. I like. It was it was good. I I really enjoyed that too. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And that's another one that I thought that that had it been let's say a better year of movies that I saw. That's another one that I think would have been bumped off to my just better than average list, um, but uh, as it stands, it made it onto it. So there you go. And I never go, oh, do I have to have ten? Or you know, some years I've had six movies, and that's it. Now, did uh, you see uh, Interstellar? I did see Interstellar. That winds up on just my better than average list. Yeah, I. It was really hyped up. It wasn't quite as good as I was uh, anticipating. It was from a different movie than reviews. I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, and I like where it went. I like uh, you know some of the discussions that it had. But on the other hand, it was also just kind of like, okay, can we come on? Let's, let's move it forward. <laughs> so, I have seen um, the uh, what's it called, Catching Fire. Um, oh, the half a movie. Yeah, the half movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was all right. I, I, I have to admit, it was a nice sort of popcorn flick like it was yeah I haven't actually read the books so I don't I can't make a comparison with the books but I did oh, yeah, actually really enjoy it I, I thought it was pretty cool um, and I'm looking forward to the next one so it's whet my appetite for the, the final installment definitely see that was the problem I, I've read the books mm. and I knew where they were going to cut you know cut it off and mm. it was just like oh great so all we get is the setup and we don't get any payoff whatsoever because mm. the next movie is going to be brilliant because that's all it is is payoff <laughs> it's just—it's gonna be nonstop. Yeah, so that's gonna be awesome. Well, the the next movie will be awesome. Yeah, this movie—I just kind of went, okay. You didn't learn your lesson from Peter Jackson on how to break <laughs> a movie or a book up into satisfying chunks, did you? <laughs> speaking of so which, speaking of, yeah, snap. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the new Hobbit didn't make your list there, Chris. Uh, new Hobbit goes down as better than average. Um, I did like it. But it didn't blow me away, and I actually think I enjoyed the second one better. Um, I don't know. It was one of those. That I'm going to go see it again, uh, but I want to see it in 3D, 48 frames, um, just to give that a try. I didn't do it with the other two movies, and I'd, I'd like to uh, see what that's all about and see if it's horrible or whatnot. But um, it doesn't – look, it has the giant battle, but it was no Battle of Helm's Deep. And if I'm going to spend 45 minutes watching a battle, it's got to be watching the Battle of Helm's Deep. So, <laughs> you know, on that on that reason, it didn't quite um, uh, level up. Um, but I'll go with the the last movie that's that made my most liked is not a movie at all. It's the uh, movie trailer for Mad Max Fury Road. Both the first trailer and the second trailer that's come out. Yeah. So those are awesome. For a second there, I thought you were going to say the trailer too. 
Ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about ambiance. <laughs> what are they up to now? Is it the uh, seven-week version of it? Um, <laughs> that should be at the top of your list, though, I'm sure, right? <laughs> no, I got to see the, the newest trailer for Mad Max up on the big screen, and I'd already watched it probably you know five or six times on my phone or computer. And then seeing it on the, on the big screen, I was just like, holy crap, that's better than so many things that I've watched an entire movie of <laughs> <laughs> in a nice two-and-a-half-minute package. So um, I've never put a trailer on there before, but that had to go on. It's uh, telling you, I can already put that at the top of my list uh, next year. <laughs> man, that's pretty awesome when a trailer makes your top list, man. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Um, it says no, the other the the other movies that were just kind of better than average that I put down were uh, the Lego Movie, Godzilla, Interstellar, Hobbit, um, Wolf of Wall Street, a movie called Oh, about, that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. That I was gotta, pretty cool. I gotta say, it was, it was pretty. It was ahead. pretty good. There's so much debauchery I can take though. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of debauchery in that. Like, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I was a bit disappointed with Godzilla. I, I might have said this on the forum, but it just seemed like every time that there was action getting ready to happen, they would cut away to something else. You know, like they would, you know, cut away to the storyline elsewhere and stuff like that. It just seemed like there needed to be more carnage and and rampaging going on for my Godzilla taste. I don't know. See, I, I went mean, in was... with it. I went in thinking it wasn't going to be that good. Um, just kind of like really having no expectations. Yeah, and, so... Was, what impressed me about it was it got the sense of scale and just how much damage something that large and that heavy would do by merely just standing on a building, you know? Um, I really dug that, and there was no happier moment for me. I'd kind of going, oh, this Godzilla apparently doesn't breathe fire. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, his tail starts glowing blue and it goes up his spines. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? And he spit the fire, and it was just so satisfying seeing that. So it had a lot of those kind of moments where where I just felt a wave of satisfaction. But on a whole, I thought it was, yeah, it, it, was, it was good, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it, was, yeah. it also wasn't forgettable. And that's kind of like, for movies that I put on this level, it means movies that stuck with me that I can still recall specific things about them as opposed to just going yeah I saw that <laughs> um, my, my list is not scientific let's put it that way um, anyway I just saw a movie called uh, About Time which was now I love time travel movies but this is a time travel movie wrapped up in a not I wouldn't call it a romantic comedy but you know like a chick flick basically um, but it's this guy the males in his family have the ability to travel time backwards and all they have to do is find a dark place clench their fist think really hard about where they want to go and it has to have been taken place um, in their lifetime uh, and they have to have had the experience you might say um, so they can't just you know randomly go you know halfway across the world to some place they've never been they actually have to have vivid you know memories of it and uh, this guy determines that there's a certain girl that he wants to date, and so he just keeps on going back in time, making sure that <laughs> he can make these moments happen. Um, but then at the same time, he sees other instances of his friends where things all of a sudden go wrong for them, so he'll go back and try and fix that, and then realize that he just screwed up his ability to be with this girl that he likes. So it was it was pretty interesting how they bounced back and forth and the little uh, rules that they set up for time travel. Um, did it in a way that I hadn't thought about before. 
And then the, uh, the last movie that I put on my better than average list is a movie called In a World, which if you know that phrase, it's the phrase that was put uh, in front of movie trailers by this uh, famous movie trailer voice guy, uh, Don De La Fontaine. Mm-hmm. We'd always do in the super deep voice, In a World. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. So so this movie is, uh, it stars and directed by this gal named Blake Bell, who if you watch Children's Hospital, she's uh, on that. Um, She plays the daughter of uh, Don's rival. You might say Don passed away, so that's what they're, and they're they're, they're using that in the movie that Don has passed away. And so nobody's been able to use the inner world phrase, because that was his phrase. And... uh, so her dad is one of these voice artists. She's trying to be a voice artist too, but uh, you know she's a girl. Nobody uses female voices, and so she's trying to get her life together. And it suddenly comes out that they're going to resurrect this in a world phrase for some new epic quadrilogy, and uh, so everybody's trying to get up for the the role. Anyway, it uh, it's one of those quirky little tiny movies, but it happened to be quirky about a subject that I kind of liked, which is movies and trailers. So, <laughs> one of those that, uh, if, you, if you catch it in passing, it's, it's well worth a watch. Hmm, I'll have to check right. it out. Cool. Now let's move on to the movies that I hated. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Um, we're going to start with uh, 300, Rise of an Empire. Completely pointless movie. No need to have made it. It takes place... At the same time as 300? <laughs> um, it's basically like, oh, well, while the Spartans are going and doing this thing, we're over on this side uh, fighting uh, you know, these people. And it's just kind of this weird mishmash. Um, it, just, it just completely fell flat and was completely pointless. Right. Not as pointless as watching Pompeii. <laughs> Pompeii was horrible <laughs> because let's see we all know Pompeii you know it, it got swallowed up by Mount Vesuvius mm-hmm. end of story nobody survives game and over somehow, man and, and it was pretty much like volcano exploded everybody dies I mean like within a you know, like everybody got flash frozen um, it was pretty instantaneous Mm-hmm. So the fact that they tried to milk this for 90 minutes <laughs> and made it about a gladiator who falls in love with, you know, the uh, a wealthy Roman and <laughs> it was just, like, beyond ridiculous. So how, how long does the actual explosion go on for? Is it, is it uh, like- they milked it for probably a good 20 minutes. Oh jeez! Um, you know, first, well, first it's, it starts to explode and, you know, that causes an earthquake and, you know, collapses the Coliseum where the gladiator's fighting, and then it explodes and sends hurling rocks everywhere, and that kills some people, and then the ash starts coming, and, you know, that swallows up everybody, and then the, uh, because of the earthquake, it causes a tsunami, and that washes everybody away, and then, <laughs> um, oh, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> I don't know after my description they might be you know they may be like hey that's a good bad movie night um, and then uh, and then the lava comes I mean it's just like wave after wave of just silliness um, 
And and the fact that this gladiator who finally has a, you know, hey, his chains are broken. He can be running free. And no, he's like, no, I've got to go save the girl. You're like, what? Dude. <laughs> As if. Doesn't they both end up dying anyway, probably? Oh, of course. They do. They but, get turned but into... yeah, they're together. And they are. Kissing, no less. And oh, they get geez. turned into one of those ash statues that, you know, they wound up finding from Pompeii. So basically, he gets cock-blocked by the uh, lava? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, now, Sorry. while Pompeii... Well, Sean's not here to embarrass, I guess. I know, huh? <laughs> while, uh, while Pompeii was, uh, was, you know, bad movie night bad, then there's this bad bad, which was G.I. Joe Retaliation. I don't know why I continued to watch this one. Like, like I would think I was trying to figure out how bad it could get. And thankfully, most of it has been erased from my memory. So <laughs> I just remember really, really hating myself for sitting through it the entire time. Um, so that made it on here. Uh, Identity Thief. Here's a movie that could have been over in five minutes. Because oh, the all... He gets his ID stolen. He realizes that, you know, credits are, or bad credit charges are being charged to him. All he has to do is call the credit card company and cancel and give him a new card. Boom! End of story. <laughs> yeah, job done. Yeah. Instead, he goes through this whole rigmarole and he's trying to track down the gal that you know did this to him, and then winds up on a road trip with her, and it's just like what? Way yeah. and, and uh, why does Melissa McCarthy play the same character in all these stupid movies? You know, exactly. it's like it might have been sort of funny the first time, but she needs to come up with some new, uh, new bits. You know, new, uh, new roles for her. Cause it's kind it's, of like why I never got into Chris Farley. Like the exact same thing. That's over a good comparison. Over. At least yeah. he was, you know, somewhat funny. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, then we get to, uh, let's see, we go I Frankenstein. I failed to finish watching this movie. <laughs> it was. Anything with I in the front of it should just be banned from cinemas. <laughs> it was so, so terrible. I literally looked at my watch and went, You're kidding me. Only 20 minutes have passed, and I turned the thing off. I just couldn't believe that I wasn't already done with the movie. Um, I, there is not a redeeming factor about it at all <laughs> just terrible period um, and then I got two more one of them is called Beasts of the Southern Wild which the actress little girl actress in that got nominated for an Academy Award last yeah, year yeah I was going to say this was this was kind of a critically acclaimed movie wasn't it yeah the critics were smoking crack I don't know what <laughs> they were watching um, the, it was it doesn't have a story it's just watching these people muck around in post-Katrina, post-apocalyptic, you might say, uh, environments of New Orleans. Um, Sounds and, delightful. Oh yeah, and it's and it's you know they they love their little life, you know, being on these islands that basically are because everything got flooded and they don't want to be swallowed up by you know society again. And I oh my god, I just. Seriously, it had no point whatsoever. It looked like crap, and there was no scenes, and it just... It reminded me of Tree of Life, which <laughs> the previous year I railed upon uh, as being a completely pointless movie, too. So, yeah, it's just completely pointless. Not uh, only pointless, but very like random and confusing and just... 
Yeah, just don't. I mean, and you can tell it's critic bait. I mean, it's the kind of thing that people like to say, oh, no, it was so good, though. And you're like, really? Yeah, did you go out and buy that on DVD? I doubt it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you you're using that as a status symbol more than anything else. Um, same thing goes for... And last year it won Best Picture at the Oscars, 12 Years a Slave. Hey, spoiler mm. alert, he was a slave for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> There's, and we're done. I mean, I get having human uplift stories... But this goes nowhere. There's no sense of justice. There's nothing uplifting about it. You don't see him go through some, you know, oh, but I was better for it in the end. It's more just like, oh, my God, I missed my kids grow up, you know. And it was just horrible. So immediately after watching that, I had to watch Django Unchained um, just to make myself <laughs> better. <laughs> to see some justice, right? To see some justice. Now, I do have a, um, a couple of, uh, of quick categories here. Uh, I also do. So it's movies I knew would suck, but I watched anyway. That'd be Judge of Retaliation. Movie I thought would suck, but didn't. That'd be We're the Millers. I actually thought it was uh, enjoyable. Not great, but it was enjoyable. Um, movie I regret paying for, Monty Python Live. <laughs> because the... Now, I love Python, and I would have loved to have gone and seen the, the live show. But this is one of those, you know, fathom events in the movie theater thing, and it was just hollow. Like, they didn't have the sound turned up, and it wasn't that great of picture quality, and it was just like, I would have so rather enjoyed watching this on DVD than paying to go see it in the movie theater with a bunch of other people who, strangely, like, you know, in the, in the, uh, uh, during the show, they're like, come on, everybody sing along! And the people would start singing in the audience. I'm like, they can't hear you. <laughs> or or, or they like, yeah, or, or, you know, the people would, like, start clapping, you know, to try and encourage them to do something. It's like, they can't hear you clapping. Yes, they're performing live, but they're performing live in England. So, stop. <laughs> anyway. Um, the Curse You Shaky Cam Award. That gets to go to uh, Captain Phillips and Beast of the Southern Wild. The uh, Maybe I Just Don't Get It Award. I finally watched Young Frankenstein. Yeah, I don't get what all the deal is about that. I really didn't laugh once. <laughs> Haven't seen Just it. Saying. Don't think it's a classic in the least. Um, movie I'm glad I turned off 30 minutes into, that'd be I Frankenstein. Movie I realized I didn't want to watch within five minutes, that was Much Ado About Nothing, um, which uh, Joss Whedon directed. And I literally got through the title sequence, and they started talking in Shakespearean manner, and I just went, yeah, this ain't Baz Luhrmann doing this. Now I'm turning it off. <laughs> uh, movie I wish I turned off but didn't, that'd be Beast of the Southern Wild. Um, movie I could have immediately watched a second time, that would be John Wick. The Why Did They Remake That award goes to Robocop and Brick Mansions. Brick Mansions is a remake of District uh, B-13, which was a French movie. Watch that instead. And then the... Uh, well, that was depressing. Award goes to Twelve Years a Slave and a movie called Prisoners, which was uh, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. And God, was that depressing! <laughs> Sounds like it. And there we are. And that about does it for that about does it for my movies of 2014. Did I mention that I saw, but did not come out in 2014 necessarily? I, I we're clear, right? Okay, just to make sure. Yeah, so, we good. <laughs> Maybe we need to add a disclaimer to the podcast description. Check the fine print, you know. Come on, people. 
Now, Jeff, I hear you uh, You might have a list or two. Yeah, I do. Um, I thought I'd uh, continue with the negative negative vibe. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. Do we need to... Is it, is it time for... <laughs> no? no? Okay, we'll, we'll hold off. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, this is probably as negative as I'm probably going to get, so <laughs> we could we could go ahead, I guess. I don't know if I can squeeze it into 60 seconds, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was going to do the most disappointing uh, moments of 2014 in terms of, I guess, uh, video games, media, television, any you know, any kind of media, I guess. Hit it. Yeah, I was going to, well, these aren't in any particular order, really, but just my personal most disappointing moments that I could think of. Uh, number one would be uh, the season finale of Homeland. I don't know if you guys watch that at all. No, spoil it. <laughs> well... <laughs> It, it was really, you know, it was it was a fairly good season overall, and it it had this a, season three. You're talking about? I believe it's season three, whatever the current season is. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, season three, I believe. You know, it had lots of good action, which is pretty much what you watch Homeland for: is the suspense and action and whatnot. And they decided to do the finale with absolutely zero action. It was, I don't know, it was just, it just seemed like okay, uh, you know, when's a car gonna blow up or? Uh, when somebody gonna get sniped here, or you know what's gonna happen, and nothing, and it just—it was just a total letdown. And they—they they said they did it on purpose just to show that the 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 series doesn't need to have the action to, you know, maintain the you know enjoyability or whatever. And it just—I don't know—it didn't work for anybody that I talked to that it watches the show. It was all like, what the hell, man? So that that definitely is is uh, near the top for me. Uh, number two would be a tie between Black Sails and Crossbones, which are uh, two pirate shows that debuted this year. Uh, one, I believe, and I think you Stars. mentioned you like pirates. Yes. Mm. So this was something I was really <laughs> anticipating. Uh, both of these, and both of them just really kind of fell flat for me, especially Black Sails because, well, it's actually made by Michael Bay. So I mean, I, I don't know if I was <laughs> expecting too much, really, but uh, <laughs> I was expecting some high production value, which it had, but. I don't know. It just I was trying to go for like kind of a uh Game of Thrones. You know, they would try to squeeze as many boobs as they could into each episode just for the sake of having boobs and it was just like, Come on man, this has nothing to do with the story. It's like I, I can enjoy a good set of boobs here and there, but it, if it if it ties in with the episode, but it's just like, come on, they're just obviously trying to, you know, pull in some fans who just want some shock value, it's, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh just disappointing to me. Not enough pirate action. Uh, number three would be Destiny, the video game, which was really hyped up. It's supposed to be, you know, the new Halo, basically. It's made by the actual ha- Bungie guys, you know, who, right. who left Bungie. Uh, I don't know. It's good, but it just wasn't good enough for what it should have been. And so I already traded that in. To it's funny, because I don't know if you guys read uh, Penny Arcade, um, but one of the guys there has... Basically, as much as he hates Destiny, he says he can't stop playing it. <laughs> yeah, the people who like it really like it. But uh... well, he's saying he doesn't even like it, but he can't stop playing it either. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was kind of an interesting commentary on it. Uh, number four would be uh, Boardwalk Empire coming to an end. I love that show. It's just sad to see it go. <laughs> okay, so you just said that it ended, not that yeah, not that uh, it ended badly. Just disappointing, you know. Okay, just disappointing moments. The 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 ending was actually pretty. Yeah, I won't spoil anything, but everybody died. 
Um, number five would be the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrible this year. So, kind of ruined my football season. Uh, number six would be Titanfall. It's supposed to be the Call of Duty killer, but it really wasn't. Uh, it was fun. Kind of like Destiny. It was fun, but one of those games that's like, man, I really paid 60 bucks for this. You know? <laughs> and unfortunately, I bought it on PC, so I couldn't trade it in. Oh! <laughs> so... I didn't have an Xbox One, so... Uh, number seven would be both uh, PSN and Xbox Live being down over Christmas. Come on, man. All these people getting their new consoles and can't even play them. That's the oh, hack Did you... Disappointing, though, you saw, nonetheless. Um, Scott, I don't know if you saw Scott Umble raging about that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is the Android developer. He was going, the hell are you doing, <laughs> PSN? You know? One of the good tips I um, saw on Google Plus actually was to say, you know, if you're a parent, do the smart thing. Take the console out of the box the night before Christmas, update it, and then put it back in the box for Christmas Day because you don't want to be caught in the update console crush on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's actually good advice because, I mean, it's pretty much pointless if you can't go online because you have to, you know, install the updates. Like, I don't even think you can basically do anything until you activate yeah. everything so yeah that was uh, rather disappointing but as Chris said though I mean I think it was mainly the hackers right yeah they flooded the systems with uh, they have some way of, of flooding the system as if they're looking for an update so it's not like they hacked into the system they just have a way of flooding it um, and they DDoS did it just for laughs which I think is um, it's a pretty dick move they did a DDoS they did a mm-hmm. DDoS, yes. a, de- uh, a denial of service. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, that's because we can and we will. So, you know, because we're elite hacksaws. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the Koreans this time, though, getting back at Sony or anything? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I, could... I was even going to suggest that we did our entire episode about North Korea. <laughs> oh, oh, man, well. we, might, we might get some nasty hacks or something, you know? Hey, at least we get some Twitter followers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I, I would put, be bots. Yeah, really. I would put the interview on my list, but I don't know if it was worth seeing anyway. So it really wasn't a disappointment. So <laughs> <laughs> I heard that too. Is all much ado about nothing, from what I understand. Yeah, I heard there were a few good laughs mm-hmm. here and there, but uh, it was probably just a waste of the rental money. Mm. So, um, and. F- and last but not least would be uh, the pinball arcade on PC. Lack of uh, what? new features. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 special. <laughs> and now it's time for 60 seconds of rage with Jeff. Go! Pinball arcade on PC. Lack of features. All I can do is laugh at this point. I don't think I could really get rage, man. Because <laughs> really, it is a bit of a laugh. I've heard the PC platform is like, it's just, it's the forgotten, you know, Redhead twin of of pinball arcade, isn't it really? I, I guess like, the good thing is that you guys. Um, uh, sorry, I was going to say they don't even give you guys tournaments. Like no, no tournaments, on? no tournaments. It's like come no on, man. And I don't understand why that is. Um, no, I don't either. Uh, apparently, it's something to do with Steam. I don't know, but that doesn't sound right because if I'm not mistaken, Zen runs tournaments. Um, yeah. 
And why we don't have DX11 yet is beyond me. I don't understand why that's such a complicated thing to do um, and why it's being... I mean, again, I don't know what the numbers are versus PS4 and Xbox One, but I gotta tend to believe that the PC has some pretty strong numbers. Well, yeah, they, uh, they told us that it, the initial sales were favorable and, you know... So it's like, why didn't they take some of those initial sales uh, funds, put them yeah. back into PC development? And if PC is the platform that you're developing on, I don't. Again, it it it's kind of doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But at this point, it's also one of those things where it's like, oh well, <laughs> <laughs> things that make you go. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I even emailed Bobby. I was like, you know, what's the status of uh, DX11? He's like, well. Uh, we're still trying to free up time for our engine guy, so it doesn't sound like it's even really started development. So, uh, and tournaments, they're like, well, we wanted to get a tournament, you know, because I was like, oh, I see you guys just announced a a new tournament, you know, for uh, 12 days of Christmas. And I was like, where's the PC? He's like, oh, we wanted to, but uh, couldn't get it done in time. <laughs> so, yeah, the 12 days of not, Christmas, I guess. Just, Go I ahead. Know, like, maybe I'm naive but like isn't it just setting flags like we want these tables in and they will be included in the 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 tournament set i'd love to know like if a farsight employee is listening here um and i know you do listen to this in the office like what is involved in setting up a tournament because i don't think we as players know is it difficult to do is it something that requires a lot of like curation, I wouldn't think so. It'd just be, hey, these tables, let's put them in. Like uh, there would be, I'm sure, some sort of menu system that you can just sort of choose and it just deploys them. I don't know. Let, let us know, guys, if you want to have a chat on the on the podcast about how it works. That'd be great. We'd love to have you on. So yeah, this is an open invitation um, to come on and and talk about it or other things as well if you want. Yeah, yeah we are due to have them. Uh... To uh, to have somebody on here again, yeah. <laughs> As we're sitting there going, maybe. by the way, we're gonna put your feet to the coals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe, sure they'd love to come. Wants to come on. <laughs> maybe Norman wants to come on again. Although I think he, he stopped returning my emails. Granted, he's a busy guy, but um, he's <laughs> he's not returning my emails anymore. He's oh, a little a bit good scared sign. that the stuff he tells me is is gonna end up public. But of course, that's not the case because you know everyone here has signed NDAs. We can't reveal public information or like private information. So he's got well, no, no problems with that happening. Yeah, I think I think the stuff Bobby told me was okay to pass on because. It's kind of common knowledge anyway. I mean, that yeah. we we all know DX11 isn't going to happen tomorrow or anything. But as yeah. far as the 12 days of Christmas go, I mean, yeah, it was cool that they did the the flash sales and stuff. But hey, you know what? They did a better job this year than last year. Yeah, because well, yeah, I don't well, think there was I don't think there was any promises made this year. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they learned the lesson there. Nice. Like, don't announce any you know things that we're going to have to uh, back ourselves up on and. <laughs> they gave away a bunch of They're tables, actually, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it was it was a much better twelve days of Christmas than uh, in the past. Yeah, so yeah, good job, guys! You did, learn, I mean, there was, you did learn I something. Found there was definitely good engagement this year. I like the fact that they um, heavily discounted the um, the season passes for those platforms that support it. That's good for new cuts. That's good for new players that like, coming in, or maybe. Players who are disgruntled by one platform want to switch platforms. It's an easy way that's, to get that's you know, back up speed. 
because I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. I, I have the first two seasons on PS3, and then I have the three and four on PC, and I'm probably going to pick those up on the PC and officially be done with playing on the PS3. Um, mm. And that's more from a standpoint of I'm sick and tired of waiting. It's not so much waiting for the tables, but it's the fact that on the forums, I'm three months behind on the conversation. I can't contribute to the conversation. I can't be a part of the conversation. Um, by the time I get my table, all the excitement has been worn out. I've already seen all the bug <laughs> lists. I've already seen all the video play you know, on Twitch. Um, it, there's just no surprise left at all. So, uh, yeah, I think this those being put on sale will be what pushes me firmly into the uh, Steam platform and no longer playing on PS3. I gotta say, that is one nice thing go. about PC is you do get the updates instantaneously. You get the new tables, you get the new bug fixes. So well, that, that, that is I'm one not going to have to worry about uh, any platform switching going on either and you know, not yeah. being able to transfer over my files and, and all that. It'll be boom, done. Yeah, you know, I don't have... A... I don't have DX11 lighting on the PS3, so that's why it doesn't True. affect me that much when I play the PC. You know, it kind of basically looks the same, um, more or less. I actually do prefer the PS3's look because uh, the PC's is based off the Xbox look, and the Xbox look kind of has a uh, nuked-out look to it. Um, but yeah, I always, I always thought the P- PS3 looked better as well compared yeah, to the Xbox. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's not like severe, you know, massive change different or whatever so I'm okay waiting for DX11 just so long as it comes <laughs> yeah we just I, it just it got raised again on the forums and somebody threw up video of Circus Voltaire in dark mode and although I would never play dark mode you know if I was going for a high score it certainly looks awesome and it certainly shows off the light show that the you know goes into these tables um and uh, it is a it's a classic way of experiencing pinball so I can't wait for that to actually be thrown in and get to use it speaking of uh, other well speaking of game uh, that we know and love the uh, the Android version has after a lot of waiting um, has received Google Play games or Google Play services integration uh, so that's a little bit like Game Center on iOS Okay, um, you understand. Cool. Oh yeah, I've been pushing for that like, jeez, oh, ever since it was released as a as an option for developers back in um, 2013 or 2014. Um, so Android players now have the option to save and load games. So it's that save and load, you know, achievements um, and local high scores um, between devices without having to root their Android phones, which is something that you know, should have really been there um, for ages. The big problem with that um, in the past before we got this was that the, the, the database for the game was actually in a protected part of the Android operating system, and you needed to have a super user or what they call commonly called root to access that table file and transfer it between devices. Now you don't have to do that because you can do it all through Google Play Games. Um, so we've got um, online uh, achievements. We've got so we've got a goal for each of the five um, standard and wizard goals. So there's two. Basically, there's three achievements per table. You've got uh, one achievement for standard, one achievement for wizard, and then a um, get your name on the local high school table achievement. So. They wanted to do it uh, like 
flat, so you can actually achieve each thing without um, having to wait for you know the the wizard goal to be unlocked. But there's a limit on how many achievements you can have for a game. I think it's something like 300 achievements, and we're up at 52. So you know we'll be talking at the moment 520 achievements um, mm. that they'd wow. have to code in, and it's it's just not it's just not possible to do it with the current system. Yeah. So they had to they had to group them. One thing that's pending at the moment is the display of the achievements doesn't actually give you a, a working total, so you don't have an idea within Google Play Games how many achievements in a certain game. Um, like say for example Space Shuttle you might have you might have four out of the five standard goals um, unlocked but it only it doesn't actually show you that progress in the tile so uh, open request of the owners to have that um, incrementally um, shown on the tile the the game still actually uses the um, the database like the game's local database to detect goals um, and that sort of thing. So it's still required, but um, it sort of it it uploads them um, when the local do- database says, right, those standard goals are done. It'll then award you the the goal. So it's some people have reported some issues with it. Some people are getting some force closes with the system. I know that in the beta testing round, we really really smashed it as far as testing it goes. There was a lot of different folks just trying to break it. And uh, we did find some showstoppers in there, which Scott quickly fixed. Um, but I think there are some still some lingering bugs. So I'd expect that um, you can actually turn it off at the moment if it's just causing you too much trouble, because uh, Scott did anticipate that some folks might have um, a few issues with it on Android. Um, but for the most part, it works okay, and it's going to be refined in future um, releases once um, Scott's back from his uh, break. So um, I want to thank Scott publicly for working this because it's been a long time coming and it's great to finally see it in um, Android and finally be able to, uh, to you know, back up your data and transfer it to another device. So that's really awesome. You know what I'd be curious about? Um, there was discussion about when the new UI <laughs> um, came would be coming out. That uh, one of the things would that did I think we I know that we requested those of us that were uh, uh, pitching in ideas was that um, it would be able to display as you select a table how many of the wizard goals, standard goals, you know, kind of thing that you've you've completed. And I'm kind of curious: does it have to be tied into? You know, Xbox achievements or PlayStation trophies, because um, obviously they've hit their limit on. I don't know if they've hit their limit on achievements in Xbox, but I know they hit their limit on trophies. Um, or can it be put in game so you can still, you know, yeah, no, it doesn't give you any more trophies within the PlayStation Network, but in terms of playing the game itself, you're still earning achievements. There's still things to go for, um, and that it could keep track of. I'm just curious to know if that's something that can be. Added, you know, through a patch just after the fact. Um, even there's a, a thread on the the Pinball Arcade forums about uh, some people have come up with some very creative uh, challenges, you know, that for after the Wizard goals and uh, things to do uh, and 
there's a whole laundry list. I can't even go go into them, but they're they're rather interesting and they're kind of quirky. Um, so they're less about gameplay and more about you know, yes, I've hit this hole five thousand times. You know, kind of similar to yeah. what a lot of, well, your, sort of thing. your typical things are. I would love to see that just get yeah. thrown in, not as a trophy or an achievement, but just in game again, something something to entice you to go back and play the tables more to try and achieve more. I know, you know? certainly. I know certainly that within Google Play Games they have a thing called quests. So yeah. the developer using it's quite actually simple it's simple to set up and Scott's really looking forward to doing this for Android, where you can specify uh, you basically set up a whole lot of metadata for the game. Yeah. And you link in you hook in like uh certain goals within uh, the game and you can combine these goals together to form a quest. So in a in a sort of like a shoot 'em up game, um, yeah. like Skyforts, they've done this already, and it's like destroy twenty towers and exactly, you know, get two hundred headshots, uh, you know, blow yeah. up with one grenade ten people, you know, that kind of thing. You know, it's it's yep. like I said, you would never purposely do it for scoring in the game, but you would do it for the you know, in pinball would be something of the nature of you know, knock down all the drop targets in order. Uh, without making any mistakes, you know that kind of thing, where it's it's a really extreme you challenge. You know, I think what you could do is with the the tournaments, because with in the case of Google Play Games, again, this is all handled through the framework. But um, with the tournaments, you could start doing things like rather than having a standard time game, you could actually do things like pin golf. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. Where you shoot for a particular score or a particular like mission or something like that, and the shortest time to get to that particular goal gets like the highest points well you could yeah. do that sort of thing really easily in a tournament setting if you could actually you know, if you got the right metadata set in the app and you can hook into it that sort of stuff would actually uh, that would interest me more because I'm a bit burned out by tournaments I really don't play them anymore but yeah, I'm not playing if I was either. doing something different it was different like if it was something like a di- completely different tournament format Yeah, uh, I think the race for points would go away and you'd actually start to have the pinball like you know player technicians that were really good they would actually start to shine more than the point like the the slog for points right so I think that would be really cool to actually think about doing and I'm sure that the guys are probably trying to look at doing that now but um, yeah that sort of thing again like you say Chris it's all about you know keeping the platform fresh yeah um so yeah, I think it'd be a good thing to do. And if they can do it in game, if put it this way, with all these frameworks like Google Play um, services and stuff, they still need to analyze the game and work out those those achievements based on you know the various things that uh, the Pimble IK uses. So sometimes in the past it was sound calls, um, but they have the ability to interpret dot matrix and alphanumeric display states as well. That's another mm. way um, that they. Okay detect goals. They also detect goals using on-off states of lamps mm-hmm. on the playfield. So extra ball is commonly linked to the extra ball light or the shooting in light um, being on solidly for a certain amount of time. So they have the ability to you know, link in certain states into the game and I would imagine that you know, it would be pretty... it would be doable, I would think, to actually do what you're suggesting without having to use any sort of framework. It would take a bit of extra code on the back end for them to do it, but I don't see any technical barrier for them to okay. be able to to do the same stuff in Google Play games and all the other sort of game center style things in game in UE. 
uh, on the, in the, the the UI, not UE. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. It's funny because UE here in Australia, as, a, as an aside, is actually an insurance company. It's Y O U I UE. And whenever I say that, I always think of the, um, the insurance <laughs> company. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my take on that. Did anybody uh, have any comments on the uh, the poll, the pre 1980s uh, po- current poll? That's right. Yes, I have. I have comments. <laughs> <laughs> I just read your post, actually. <laughs> it's like a get over it. It's a poll. It's not a bracket system. All right. It's a poll to gauge people's interest. It's not a who's the ultimate winner uh, thing. So get over it. Um, the fact that it's Okay, fine. So Xenon technically is from 1980 instead of 1979 or whatever. You know, too bad. They set up the poll. Again, it's just a popularity thing, and nobody said that the winner of the poll is going to be the game that gets made, as witnessed by Q-Ball Wizard and 8-Ball Deluxe. Uh, <laughs> I remember seeing 8-Ball Deluxe yeah. ever, or Q-Ball Wizard ever in a poll, and 8-Ball Deluxe took second place, and yet we got Q-Ball Wizard. So... Um, it's you know other people are freaking out over the fact that it's like well but Xenon's not a not an EM yeah well neither is Paragon okay those are solid state machines there's but on the other hand maybe Farsight's using this poll as a twofold gauging because they said that they were going to do an EM for this season so of the EMs that they selected which one's leading that poll you know so hey we might get Fireball after all um, you know, I'm sure that um, that you know Mike Lindsay, the community manager, is just using it to do exactly what you said, Chris. Just exactly. find out what people are thinking. It's <laughs> people, you know, because we're passionate about what you know, passionate about the game and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of folks, you know, are really passionate about pinball in general. We do tend to get lost sometimes in these sort of discussions, and I think we just need to take a step back and go, hey, you know what? This is just a poll. It's not the end of the world. Well, what I would, what I would like, I think uh, we've reached the saturation part in that particular thread, um, and it's okay. You've all vented. You've all had your your you know piece to say, and you know why Xenon sucks and why Paragon is awesome, and anybody that thinks differently is you know just out of their mind. Um, look, it's time to turn that into hey Farsight, you see how passionate we are about each of these different tables, this is why you need to do this table. You know, Paragon. It's yeah. a wide body. So is Future Spa. Um, you know, doing Xenon because it's just got this gorgeous artwork and it's of a play field that many people like that style, me included. Uh, mm. Fireball because it's got zipper flippers and even though I hate those little tiny short flippers, when I finally got a chance to play Fireball this past year, the fact that they zipped in and locked, it completely changed... How you played that table? Um, I agree. That, it was that surprised it was me. At, um, it, that really that game really surprised me. At um, when I went over to San Fran this year and, and yeah. got to play got to play it at Pacific Pinball Museum. They it, that unfortunately that game the flippers were so weak you could hardly even get it halfway up the playfield. But that yeah. whole zipper flipper concept is just yeah, it was great. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. And yes, and that it, needs it, to be. It, it screws so many people up. Because they're not yeah. used to being able to let the ball just bounce and come to a rest on the flipper without touching, you know, the flipper itself, you know, the, the yeah. button. Um, you know, you got games like Joker Poker where it's like, hey, there's a true EM 
and it's made by Gottlieb, who knew what the hell they were doing with NEM, as opposed yes. to, my opinion, they don't know what the hell they did with, you know, with Solid State or DMD. Um, no, they don't. They really don't. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to see a Williams EM, except for Fireball, but, but that's Bally. Um, well, te- yeah. Technically, even Joker Poker is Solid State, though. I mean, well, there was the layout. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. And that's yeah, the interesting yeah, was... thing. I would wonder which, because I noticed that with all of the EMs, except for, I think, Centigrade's 37, um, there was a solid state version available of all of them. Because that and was I the transitional be period there. Know, a solid yeah, state curious. version. It actually it was a solid state version with chimes, because the oper- oh, yeah. the Bell and Williams and Gottlieb at the time were really concerned that operators uh, would like shun the games for electronic sounds. Uh-huh. Um Mm. And they actually put a chime plus a very crude um, digital speaker in there, right. so operators could switch between the two if there was a big kickback from the public. So yeah, a lot of these early solid states, yeah, they had both systems. It's funny that uh, Joker Poker as an EM only sold 820, but as a as a solid state, it sold almost 10,000. <laughs> is, is Joker Poker the one with the roto target, the, the big target that spins around? No, no it, it's mainly just drop targets, but yeah, it's, it's, just drop it's targets, a really but cool layout. But yeah, they're, the drop targets are offset. They're not... Because um, I think, if I'm recalling correctly, Royal Flush is very symmetrical. Yeah, uh, it's just got that one I long bank. And then yeah, and I didn't care for that. I was like, I want there to be some... Like, it's, it's one of my... It's why I don't like, say, Big Shot. Um, mm. Because it's just... It's the exact same shot whether you're shooting left flipper, or right flipper, and it's just this row. There, it, it's not very interesting to me. Um, yeah. And there's uh, same goes with uh, Spirit of '76. Um, it just I don't like that symmetrical layout. I like things to be off kilter. Um, yeah, what I reckon they they've got to do if they do another EM, and they need to do this back on um, uh, Big Shot as well. Um, Norman needs to go and record the EM flipper noise because it's it is a very yes. distinct noise very and distinct. it is very they also need to dial down the strength considerably mm-hmm. the amount of strength that's on big shot is is solid state strength and yeah. I've I mean those of us who've actually gone and played you know Woody's and and the early EMs know that those flippers don't behave like that and it would change the way you mm-hmm. play Big shot. It would make it a completely different game. Well, they're they much did. slower and tables. The slingshots aren't that strong. Um, no, they, everything know, they, is. They is sound no strong. <laughs> they yeah, sound they really game. strong, uh, and then Bulge Gang goes when you, when you do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it sounds like a freaking tank bouncing around, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they're um, weak as any. They're all noise, no action, and that's, so that's what they what, need to do. You know. But that's my that's my encouragement in general in the forum, and it's it it pops up in various threads now and then where it's like, hey, you know what? It's all fun and games for us to you know slam another person's opinions and everything. But after a while, we need to get into look. There's a reason why we're we're being this way. It's because we're passionate about these games, and regardless of if you hate uh, a table strictly because it's beating your table in a poll. You would still probably be happy with that table if it was in clumped with a different group of tables. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, you know, let's let's expound the reasons why some of these need to be put in, and and you know that it, it's not a, a a this or nothing mentality, but it's a hey, how about this and this and this because these are why yeah. we need it. 
How about um, all of yeah. them, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, all of them, though, I mean, that, you know, that, that is so wide-encompassing. But, you know, no, if we're, if, we're trying to help, <laughs> if we're trying to help Farsight focus in on something and have a good reason to focus in on it, then I think this is, you know, it's a good reason. And watch, I'm going to do this right now because I've been planning this for a little while and I just never knew when to throw it in here. So one of my most wanted tables that I thought for sure no way in hell would ever show up in TPA is NBA Fast Break. Oh, and yeah. that's strictly because of a conversation that I had with Bobby regarding uh, dealing with licensing of especially for former, all of those. Um, well, it's, it's for former players and, and yeah. for the, you know, the teams and everything. Well, then I looked at the table recently again, and I looked at it. On the play field, there is nothing licensed except for the NBA uh, trophy. Logo, yeah. And, and the logo. That's it. On the back glass, you do have NBA stars <laughs> of the time, of which I wasn't able to identify any of them. Um, I had to actually look up their jersey, their number, then compare photos of them and go, is that really the guy? Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Which made me believe, hey, based off of what they're doing with Adam's family and adjusting Fester, you could just change the color of the logo of the team, change out, because a lot of them didn't even have the Laker, you know, the, the team name on it. So eliminate the team name, change the color of the team, change the face up a little bit, boom, you're home free. You don't have to deal with that licensing. The only licensing you're having to deal with is the NBA logo. The, well, announcer, in the announcer in the game is not... Uh, he's a voice actor. He's not part of the NBA. Nice. Yes, they shout out people's names. Yeah. But, again, the, the images are so, like, good luck identifying that as the actual person. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that they said who the person's name is when they show the image, who knows, you know? I'm just saying I would very much like to encourage Farsight to seek... And you know, not just wipe this table off the off the plot because you don't think that it's possible, but to actually investigate, looking into if it's one of these tables that doesn't need a Kickstarter but could be done, a la uh, uh, you know Dracula and Elvira and any of those other licensed tables that have been put through. Because I don't know, maybe the license wouldn't be as bad as as they expect. And the other reason why I highly want, why I really want this game in here is because it has such a unique scoring aspect to it. There is no other pinball that scores like it. Yeah, uh, unless you go back to an EM points. back to the EM days on some like the bowling games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're only scoring baskets. You're only scoring those points. It's not like World Cup soccer where you're scoring goals and scoring regular pinball scores. Um, That's right. And it would be the perfect game if they ever instituted head-to-head uh, pinball play because then both players be playing against each other at the same time because that's what this game did in real life. They put two of these machines together, linked them, and if the other person was on a scoring run, that was the score you were trying to beat. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool how they did that. Yeah, um, it's, it was it's just an incredibly a little board and, and it, um, yeah, it worked really well in arcades. Yeah. The other thing that uh, is worth bearing in mind, which might be the only reason why they have a problem with it, is on the, on the DMD, um, when you're selecting your team, I'm pretty sure it has the team livery um, on the DMD. Yes, that would be covered under the NBA license. Oh, would it? Okay. Yes, the NBA owns all the team names. I discovered this after Ah. Sterling losing uh, the Clippers. Um, Ah, I see. Okay. So the NBA owns all of the names. Therefore, if you scored a 
deal with the NBA, you would be getting all of this inclusive. Um, ah, well, that would be the only barrier I would see. Um, right. You're right, the play field is nondescript. Yeah, the play field um, is nondescript. And they could easily do a minor touch-up on the back glass and still right. not lose the theme of the game. Exactly. Uh, in, yeah, because it's not like it has, like, Jordan or anything on it. I'm, I'm no, looking it at has, it right now. It has I nobody. think the only player I recognize is maybe, is that Clyde Drexler, maybe? I think Drexler's on there, and I think, um, did somebody say Jason Kidd is on there? I think Jason Kidd is on oh, there. Oh, yeah, there is a Laker... Yeah, uh, but well, a lot of the other guys. So are... I looked up the Laker, and I'm, you know, I followed the Lakers. I had no clue who it was, and it turns <laughs> out it was Nick Van Exel, which you hear his name a lot in the game, which is comical to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of these guys were probably like you know supposed to be these these big prospect rookies that kind of yes, didn't pan weren't. out, you know. And they they weren't. So um, anyway, that's that's my wish. I know it would not happen this season, but hey, Farsight, how about uh, looking into it? Maybe uh, next year, say around NBA Finals time, which would be in June, oh. so that gives you a year and a half to work this out. You could, for once, time a pinball to be released <laughs> at the height of people being excited about something. You know, I'm just I'm putting it out there. Cause, mm, that you would know. be good to sit on and release at that time. Like That would be a great bit of mind share to get on board with. It would, and it would be a great addition to Season 5. Um, and like I said, there's no other pinball table out there like it. Um, it's it's completely unique in terms of how it scores, how it plays. It's got a great playfield layout, a lot of fun. Um, mm. So yeah, it'd be cool. Anyway, I just don't want the door shut on that. Don't shut the door! Don't shut the door! Oh, sorry, Sean. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Had to squeeze that in somewhere. Yeah, I did. You know, it's got to be in here somewhere. <laughs> just wouldn't be the same without it. No. Yeah, that would be cool. I think hey, the, uh, the game I'm most looking forward to, yeah. for, from my perspective, everyone who follows me on um, the forum will know this. It'll be Safe Cracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, that one be pretty cool. Um, and I know they can probably do the from a technical perspective. They can do the back glass now that they did basically one massive alpha pane for um, scared stiff spider assembly. That's yeah. just one massive alpha pane in the game. So they could do exactly the same thing with the um, the game board on the back the box. Board, yeah. The only thing they're going to have to get right, and this is critical to that game being successful, is the token popping out of the back glass and, back glass and sliding Damn down. Damn straight. Um, you got to let they, us collect all of them. If, if, that, if they don't get that animation right, like I've seen some V-Pin Mame tables try yeah. and do it, and it, it looks just terrible. Um, but if they get it right, it will just be cool. Very, very cool. So I just, Like I said, I just want to be able to collect each and every single one of the, to- of the tokens. Yeah, and that means hey, if if I get three of the same token spit out at me at one time, that's fine too because that lets me put the token in and enter that uh, weird multi-ball the mode. Vault. Multi-ball. The vault, yeah, that's very cool. Right? That's very cool. So, yep. you know, I'm just saying it's one of those games that uh, it's going to need a little extra effort to make mm. it be what it should be. I have yep. every confidence that uh, they can do it. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I I reckon they can. Uh, I think if it's going to be included um, in a season, like they'll they'll need to probably give it a fair bit of lead time to yeah. to actually work out the tech because there are some very unique pieces of tech with that game that they would need to work out some code for. But you know, and Jerry, did you mind. say that you actually own all the tokens? Oh, uh, not all of them. I've got a fairly big collection of them, though. You've got a fairly big silver. collection of them. Yeah, including okay. the silver one. I've put I put up the photos on Google Plus if you right. want to see. I'm just saying, uh, you know, if they needed scans of the, you know, they're available. 
Yeah, they could they could contact me. I'm sure that um, is it Steve Bocci or whatever his name is um, that has a really awesome pinball collection. He's actually got a, a safe cracker with a f- like a mint tube of tokens. Um, oh. I think so. He's got a really really nice safe cracker that they could probably, if they asked him nicely, maybe get digital scans of. Okay. Um, yeah, but I've got some, and I'm sure that if they put the call out in the forum, they yeah. will probably get some other ones um, coming up too. Well, uh, gentlemen, I think that our holiday episode, we did squeeze in some pinball. I didn't know if it would happen, but we did. So there we go. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you all, you bastards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did see some cake avatars pop up in the uh, in the forum. Shall we uh, change up the avatar once again? I think so. Uh, this time in honor of the Xbox and Sony blackout and wanting to have a dark mode uh, on the PC with DX11, I think a solid black avatar is in order. Black, black is eh? beautiful. Blackout, blacked out avatar. Um, which means for us gentlemen, I think we'll be busting out the white on black logo. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. We'll have which to go I think Sean already, save that Sean already put that up on his. Yeah. <laughs> did he make that himself, or did you give him that image? No, he stole I, I didn't give him the official image. He stole it from one of the images that I sent him prior. <laughs> just inverted it. Maybe we could get a copy of, of him, because I don't, I don't have the... Um, Oh, I'll send the, it. The skills. Okay, you send it. Good. I'll Good. send it. If, hey, if, if anybody else... Well, uh, no, never mind. No. <laughs> no, we no all, you can't. Only, we get, only we get to rock that logo, damn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the privilege of, of the podcasters. <laughs> oh, yeah. So be sure to check us out on uh, Twitter, at Blockade, at Shut Your Traps, at Jared Morgs. We also have an email that uh, I sometimes check. That's at uh, blah blah blockade podcast at gmail.com. Uh, there's Google Plus. Oh, Google yes, Plus. the Google Plus page. Jared maintains that. Yep. Um, beyond that, make sure you check out our friends at uh, Wizard Amusement. Give them a hello. Tell them that you listen to the podcast. You can get 10% off your order. And I think with that, we shall be done. Happy 2015. We will see you all again in February. Go out and play some pinball. Support your local arcades. Do they still have arcades? Apparently. Hmm. I'd like to see or your one local fish and chip shop. If there you go. Great snow in northern hemispheres, and if you're down here in Australia, well, you've got no excuse. So go and do it. You just Horrible. go sweat your balls off. That's in right. Australia. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>